Good morning, church. Good morning, church. That's better. That's better. It makes me feel more comfortable. Yes, I would like to welcome you all. And I would like to greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I would like also to convey the greetings from uh, Cranbrook Baptist Church who are also praying for us this morning. And thank you so much for your warm welcome. It is a privilege and an honor to speak to you this morning. We are living in an era where technology seems to be advancing all the time. Are we all in agreement? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> are we all in agreement? Yeah. Yes, that's better, that's better. We, we saved this special moment to come to be in our father's house and give him all the worship and the best we can. Amen. Some homes have Google and some have Alexa. Is that true? Alexa, can you do this for me? And Alexa does what they have requested. <laughs> what about the coffee machines? You just press the button and you have your latte, you have your coffee, you have your tea, you have your chocolate. What about in the shops these days? We all carry these little small cards where you just tap, buy anything you want, you tap. You only tap when you know you have enough funds in your account. <laughs> I went to Cambridge the other day to visit my daughter and I came across these little machines, small boxes or electric scooters, I don't know what they call them, from the co-op, and they were delivering groceries in homes that shop online. Wow. Are we still together? Yes. yes. What about the phones we have? How many have phones? Whichever phone you have, iPhone, Android, anything, you name it. We all have these. Let me tell you, one day I found my, I overheard my children talk about me. I have the Android and they all have iPhones. And they said, when you see mom wiggling her eyes on the phone, <laughs> moving her head sideways, we know she's that she's in trouble. <laughs> and you will hear her call our names. What can you do? I'm old-fashioned and they are in these sophisticated phones. And then, what about the recent emergence alert test that took place a week ago at 3 p.m.? Uh, yeah? You turned your... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that was supposed to, be, to warn you if there is a life-threatening emergency nearby. And again, there are three people in my household. Two with iPhones received the, 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 the test call, and I'm still waiting for mine today. <laughs> Why have I brought this advancement of modern technology and science? Why have I brought that to you this morning? The reason is that we are now living in the most sophisticated age such that God is being pushed to the margins. Are we together? And I am hoping that this morning I will be able to convince someone that God is God and he is above all. Amen. Amen. Now as we look at our story, it would be good for me to say something about the Egyptians too. During that time, Egypt was one of the most scientific nations. The Egyptians contributed to the development of modern mathematics. And they conceived the first number system in history. And they are still well known for their majestic pyramids. Are we together? And it was in the middle of these inventions that the Egyptians pursued the Israelites that God showed up. Hence, my theme this morning is miracles, supernatural wonders in a scientific age. Amen. Amen. So, what we are going to do this morning, we are going to look at how the Egyptians, the Israelites, Moses and God reacted to the amazing story which was read this morning beautifully. And then we'll also look at what can we do to experience the power of God unleashed in the struggles and problems we face every day. We start with the Egyptians. When the Egyptians realized that the Israelites had left and they had lost the services of the Israelites, they decided to pursue them and try to bring them back where they held them captive. How? When we read in verse 7, it says, Pharaoh and the king, he took 600 of the best chariots along with all other chariots of Egypt. Do we get this? Not in Essex, not in Shubrunes, but in England. Or if you want to say Great Britain. But he, all the best equipment of Egypt, with officers over all of them. He took the best equipment in the country. 
And this reminded me of this scripture in Psalm 20, verse 7, which says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, and we, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Are we together? Amen. Amen. <laughs> some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to our reading in verse 8, it was the Lord who hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. Now we want to look at the Israelites. When they saw Pharaoh and the Egyptians marching after them, they saw themselves in big trouble. Looking behind them were the Egyptians with Pharaoh and his 600 chariots. And before them was the Red Sea. Fear crept on them. They did not know what to do. They cried out to God. They were in despair. They had no hope. With their own physical eyes, they saw no other way. They were finished, and all they could see was death before them. And hence, they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Again, this brings me to another similar story about the disciples in this storm who woke up Jesus Christ and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? In our story today, what caused the, the fear of the Israelites, it was the advanced equipment. Remember, they'd already lived with these people. But when they saw these advanced equipment, fear crept on them. I don't know who this message is for this morning. You may be here today, and your situation is full of despair. You cannot see the way out. Ahead of you, there is the Red Sea and behind you, there might be an army. Maybe they have pronounced death over you and you have lost hope. My polite advice is, do not speak death over yourself. You might think you are done. No, 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 no. There is good news for you. And that is, our Lord Jesus Christ will deliver you. Amen. Are we still together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now we are going to look at Moses. Oh, poor Moses. I wonder how he felt when they showed ingratitude to him. Yet again, he was the one who has been the faithful instrument of their deliverance. 
We all know from reading the scriptures that whatever Moses did was meant for their good and it was directed by God. Let me just pause and ask you, what would have been your reaction if you were Moses on that day? Let us be honest with one another. Anyone would like to share any thoughts? If you were Moses on that day, what was going to be your reaction? <laughs> Any other? Thank you for sharing. Any other thoughts? Sorry? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's. Yes, this is Moses, but I'm saying, when the children of Israel were crying unto you, crying to you, what would you have reacted? What was your reaction? I know you said crying, I love what you have shared, I love what you have shared, but what would you have done on that day? (laughs) That's That's you, that's great. Yes. But, I've heard some people say, <laughs> those with parents, those, sorry, those with children, parents, with little children, when they start crying and I don't know how far they and how long they would have uh, cried. I've heard parents say, one more time, you are in your naughty corner. <laughs> and I've heard I've had enough of you. I can't take more. I can't take any more from this lot. <laughs> oh, you are taking the mic. You are doing my head in. <laughs> I've had it up to here with you lot. But let us look at how Moses answered them. But Moses answered the people and said, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. I like your response. And I also love this Moses' response. The the Israelites had fear, but Moses had faith. He declared things as though they were. Moses declared victory over the Egyptians before the encounter. He told the Israelites that the Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. He assured them that uh, God will deliver them even though he did not know how God was going to do it. If we read from Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. 
And I'm also reminded of this story about the woman who had the issue of blood. She received her healing through the touch of the Lord's garment. And the Lord said to her, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Are we still together, my dear brothers and sisters? What does faith do? Faith declares life and there is power in what we declare. I do not know who your Egyptians are, but I'm here this morning to encourage you to speak the language of faith and declare that the Egyptians you are seeing today, I will see them no more. Whatever it is that is going on in your life, declare that it will come to pass and start thanking God before you receive. Then after Moses had spoken to the Israelites and told them to be still, he then cried out to God. And I I personally think his cry was to get the next orders. But scripture does not tell us what he said. But what we know is the Lord heard him. Now, let us look at the Lord's response. God's response is that of faithfulness. I love how the Lord responded. Why are you crying out to me, Moses? These are my thoughts. Moses, you have already declared with your own mouth victory over those Egyptians. But because I'm the Lord, I have said, I want to gain glory for myself through Pharaoh, his army, and the Egyptians, so that they will know that I am the Lord. So I will ask you to use what is in your hand. And what was in Moses' hands? This is what Moses had. Again, I want to pose this question to you, my dear brothers and sisters. God might be asking you, why are you crying to me? What have I already placed in your hand? Now, I'll take this moment to just contrast the technology and the miracle. 
the about the technology what the Egyptians used it's found in verse 7 and what Moses used the staff is found in verse 16. Hence my theme miracles supernatural wonders in a scientific age. Here we see the Egyptian king <coughs> with the best equipment. Versus a mature Moses and his staff all facing the Red Sea. Are we still together? Is there anyone who has seen the Red Sea? Yes? You have been? Yes, can you tell us a bit about it? If you don't mind. No, but just the Red Sea. If you have been someone, just the Red Sea. Great. Okay. What I, thank you so much for sharing. What I have read is that the Red Sea is 190 miles wide and the depth is 9,974 feet and it is 1,200 miles long. And its area is approximately 174,000 square miles. So it's fairly wide to cross and it is incredibly long to go around. The king of Egypt had the best of all the equipment in the country and Moses was asked to use a stick. A stick which is used for walking. And as a shepherd, we know it was used to guide your flock. And I think with Moses, sometimes as he was maturing in age, sometimes we'll just find rest in this stick. This stick was a weak tool, a very weak vessel. But I want you to pay attention to this, my dear brothers and sisters. A stick in the hands of the one who has faith in God can be a powerful tool. Amen. Amen. This stuff became a powerful tool that, the, that reversed the laws of physics. Here we see the greatness of God over science. And we also know that with a voice, he commanded the law of nature and there was peace. He calmed the storm and the law of nature bowed to his voice. And what does this tell us about God? First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, 
but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of well of the world to shame the strong. My dear brothers and sisters, I don't know what people might have said about you. But I'm here this morning to encourage you that in the hands of God, you are a powerful weapon. You can accomplish great, great things. And God can use you for his glory. In science, they use chariots. But in spiritual realm, we talk of the angels of God. In this story, God assigned the angels as ministering flames guiding the Israelites throughout their journey. Clouds and the pillar of fire. I'm sure if it was during these days, cloud, we talk of rain. Fire, we ring 999. He He protected them by the supernatural. I am reminded of the story of Shadrach, Abednego, and Meshach. When they refused to bow to the king, they were thrown into this hot furnace which was made to burn seven times more. And the angel of the Lord was there in the middle and rescued them. And I'm also reminded of this scripture in Isaiah 43, verse 2, which says, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be blessed. You won't be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Even though the Egyptians lived in the presence of supernatural science, when the angel of the Lord was present, they couldn't reach the Israelites. Amen. (laughs) Today, someone might feel like you are stuck between the Red Sea and the mighty army. Or you are in that place where you want the ground to swallow you. May I assure you this morning that the Lord goes before you. The Lord goes behind you. The Lord goes beside you. And the Lord is always with you. Hang on there. Do not give it, do not give up. It's not over until the Lord says it's over. When Moses stretched his hand, the Israelites went on on dry ground. with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Some people say, oh, hey, the waters were shallow. Hey, the rivers had stopped flowing upstream. Eh, 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 eh. The truth of the matter is the miracle 
happened. He stretched his hands. <laughs> and they walked on dry ground. And we read again that during the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. And Moses again <laughs> stretched out his hand. And the sea was unparted again. The Egyptian army was thrown into confusion. The sea went back into its place. The Egyptians fled toward it. And the Lord swept them into the sea. And not one of them survived. So my dear brothers and sisters, what can we do to experience the power of God unleashed in the struggles and the problems we face today? We need to have faith. We need to have faith. And we need to pray. Moses cried out to God. You need to cry out to God. And you need to trust God and obey what he says. We like to talk about trust in, trusting in God, but when it comes to the path that he wants us to take, we stand still. When you trust in God, trust in his path too. And obey what he says. Can you imagine? Moses would have said, this stick, what will it do with all these 600 um, chariots? Trust and obey what God asks you to do. And believe in him. So as I come to a conclusion, I started talking about the scientific technology, technology era or age we are living in such that God is marginalized. And in this story, the Egyptians pursued the Israelites using the best equipment in their country. And we then looked at the reactions of the Israelites, the Egyptians, the Israelites, Moses, and God. The Israelites in despair, fear, and with no open uh, way for them to go, cried to God, and they received their deliverance. Moses, with faith and hope, declared victory over the Egyptians, and it was so. The almighty God delivered the children of Israel 
through the parting of the Red Sea. For them to walk on dry ground. And through the same equipment, the unparting of the Red Sea to destroy the Egyptians. And we learned this morning that God can use anything and anyone for his glory. And lastly, we looked at what we can do to experience the power of God unleashed in the struggles and problems we face every day. And we said, it is through faith. It is through prayer. It is through trust and obeying. And it is through believing. He is a God of everything and above everything and above everyone. He keeps to his promises and fulfills them. Artificial intelligence may get sophisticated and technology may advance, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hence, my theme was Miracles, supernatural wonders in a scientific age. And let me end by saying this. There is only one person who can deliver you, and that is God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.